Hi, welcome to DAC Beechcroft Lawcast. I'm Beth Brown, a pensions partner in the National Employment, Pensions and Immigration Group, and I'm joined by Kerry Fuller. Hi everyone, I'm a legal director in the team and I'm an employment specialist. Today we're going back to basics with a little refresher about a couple of different types of pension schemes and the regime in which they operate. We thought this relevant at the moment because in the current economy, when selecting an employer of choice, many employees are not just looking at salary anymore, but also the other benefits available, such as pension. Of course, that's in addition to considering the type of employer an organisation is and the working environment they promote, but benefits are becoming more important. So Beth, back to pensions. I think there are two key types of pensions employers consider offering. Um, And I think these are a workplace trust-based pension scheme and a workplace contract-based pension scheme. Could you tell us the difference between these two types of pensions, please? Essentially, Kerry, a contract-based pension scheme involves an individual contract between an employee and a pension provider. On the other hand, a trust-based pension scheme is established by a settler, which is usually an employer, for the benefit of group employees. The trust structure is used as it allows scheme assets to be legally separate from the employer. Thanks, Beth. Could you tell us, please, what it means in practice that the scheme assets are separated from the employer? In a trust scheme, essentially the trustees legally own the scheme assets and the assets are legally segregated from the employer's assets. So what that means in practical terms is the assets cannot be called upon in the event of an employer's insolvency. This is slightly different to the position under a contract-based scheme, where the assets are not legally segregated from the provider's assets, although they are still not at risk if the employer goes insolvent as they are held with the provider. Okay, thanks Beth. So say the employer or the pension provider does go insolvent, is there compensation available to members? For trust schemes, compensation may be available for members from the Pension Protection Fund, or what we more commonly call the PPF, on an employer's insolvency. And compensation may also be available from the Financial Services Compensation Scheme on a provider's insolvency. If a provider goes insolvent and the scheme is a contract-based scheme, compensation may again be available from the Financial Services Compensation Scheme. Now, this is all subject, of course, to certain conditions being met, which I don't propose to go into in this episode. Okay, thanks, Beth. So in summary, trust schemes and contract schemes are not covered in the same way. Is it also the case that different regulatory bodies have oversight of the two different types of schemes? That's a good question, Kerry. So for trust-based schemes, the pensions regulator is responsible for the regulatory oversight of the scheme, whereas for contract-based schemes, it is typically the Financial Conduct Authority. Although, having said that, the pensions regulator does still have a role to play to some extent. Okay, thanks. Um, So we've mentioned the employer, the pensions regulator and the financial conduct authority. Are there other parties with a key role to play in both types of scheme? Yes. uh, Another point I would make is that a trust scheme is administered by trustees in accordance with the scheme's trustee and rules. Trustees owe a range of legal duties to the scheme members and beneficiaries, including fiduciary duties, and they're subject to general trust law and legislation as well as pension-specific law and legislation. A contract-based scheme, on the other hand, is administered by a pensions provider, which is typically an insurance company, in accordance with the provider's policy terms. 
workplace contract-based schemes are required to have an independent governance committee, which acts solely in the interest of scheme members, completely independently of the provider, and focuses on assessing value for money in accordance with the Financial Conduct Authority rules. Okay, thanks, Beth. That's helpful. Is it for the employer to choose whether to provide access to a trust scheme or a contract scheme? An employer obviously needs to ensure that they satisfy their legal obligations, and that includes automatically enrolling certain employees into a pension scheme, as we discussed in our episode last month, and having to pay the required contributions and money into the relevant scheme. Employers also need to make sure that they honour any legal rights employees have to specific pension benefits. But, subject to all of that, yes, an employer can choose the type of pension benefit it provides to its employees. Okay, thanks. So what should employers be thinking about when choosing the type of pension benefit to provide access to then, Beth? Employers should think about all the characteristics of the different types of pensions when deciding which pension benefits to provide to employees. Because, as you mentioned earlier, Kerry, employees are increasingly considering the pensions benefits offered when deciding whether to join an employer. This could include, for example, thinking about the benefits members are likely to receive as well as the cost to the employer and the governance required in respect of the chosen pension arrangement. I would also note that pensions is always evolving. So for example, we have fairly recently seen the introduction of the framework for the establishment and administration of collective money purchase schemes, which are intended to be less expensive for employers to run and fund, be less of a burden in the administration perspective and ultimately share the overall responsibility between the scheme and members. Okay, so something to watch there then. Thanks, Beth. Um, It seems employers have a lot to think about when deciding what benefits, in addition to salary, such as pension, they use to attract and retain talent. That's the end of this lawcast, so all that's left to say is thank you to all for listening, and thank you, Beth. Thanks, Kerry.